0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Saints podcast. I have the distinct privilege today of having with me uh, in the studio, Mr. Sorry, Pastor <laughs> Kip cellashaw old friend of mine. We've known each other uh, since 2005. We met at seminary. Maybe we would bumped into each other before that. Probably. probably. Uh, but Pastor Cheleshaw is the pastor of Christ Church in Laresho, mm-hmm. which is a suburb of Nairobi, Kenya, That's right. and uh, we've had uh, the chance of meeting up again for the first time in years, uh, since before my family and I moved here to the US. Uh, just this last week, when Kip was over here for the CREC Council and presbyteries meeting in Moscow, Idaho. So we got to hang out there, he got to introduce himself to a bunch of <laughs> the CREC guys, uh, he gave a presentation about the work in Kenya. And then here at All Saints, just yesterday, October the 1st, we had Kip as well as another guest who I'm gonna have on the podcast either last week or next week, depending on which order I do these interviews in. Uh, we had Pastor Jan Prorock with us and we had a chance to get to know you both, but it was really too little time to get to know you both. Indeed. And uh, so I'm conscious that folks in the congregation here uh, had questions that they weren't able to ask. And it may be that for those of you who are watching this or listening to this, who are not at All Saints, you'd be interested to hear about the ministry of a church that is very like-minded with ours, in a very different part of the world. So, what I'm keen to do, Kip, if I may, is well. First, why don't you just sketch uh, the background to the church, your your family, and so okay. on, just so that people who don't know you uh, have a sense of where you're coming from. Then, I want to get into some of the the very practical discipleship issues that you've been talking about. So, your background, your family, the church you're in, and so on.
1: Great. So, let me do let me do myself briefly. So, I, I'm I'm Kip, as you heard, Kip Chalishaw, uh married to the lovely Rachel. She's lovely. She's amazing. Um, And we have four children, uh, ranging from 12 to 6. Two boys, apparently older than two two girls. Um, And by the grace of God, we we were able to move to Nairobi, which is where I was brought up. So I lived in Nairobi until 21, then went to the UK for about 20 years, then moved back in 2017. And worked or served a little bit with a a small church um, for two, three years. Then from November 2020, we planted a church very much in the mold of the CREC um, and by God's grace that's been going generally okay. We'll, we'll be coming up this November to three years um, but uh, it, it's been amazing and grown in ways in which we hadn't expected especially seeing lots of children. We, we, we if I'm honest we'd aim we were hoping we'd have because we've been told you know try and get the middle classes there they're going to be the culture shapers but God's ways are higher than and better than our ways. Yeah, Children and mass have come and uh, been part of right. the church there
0: so tell us about that you've got uh, a congregation and loresho is is on the border between a the kind of middle class enclave that yeah. uh, western expats might go and live in if they were seconded to nairobi with their work and the other side of the kind of unofficial boundary is a slum that's right and so you in one sense you're in a great position and notwithstanding all the sociologists who will tell you that the culture shapers are the rich people it turns out the culture <laughs> shapers are the children indeed if you're willing to wait long enough for them to grow in uh sure, years and by god's grace in maturity so um tell us a little bit you've got almost like you got two congregations you've got your church Basically, congregation yeah, and then you've got uh, so, tell us about that
1: so so what happened is when when we begun very much as as i think the bible shows us when the church gathers together we should be all all ages all, all mm-hmm. backgrounds and we intended it that way But we've not been able to find a venue. We're meeting in our home. And we've begun in November 2020. By the January, I remember, first Sunday in January 2021, about uh, seven, eight months later, we were clocking about 150 and 100, at least 100 of those were kids Mm. from the local slum. And so... Largely not because we want to But because of space issues and wanting others To come for, for the service we, we we encourage those kids from Islam to come For a, a Sunday school Get their Bible knowledge uh, up as it were So they come from about um, eight, 8, 8.30 until 10 Then the service is from 10.30 till about Midday and th- that Work amongst the children has Grown, yeah, hugely We began with about 6, 7 children I've got 4 so most of the Sunday school kids Were mine but now we're I didn't. I didn't actually check what they were this yesterday, but we've been in the one thirties, one forties on a good Sunday. We're clocking one hundred and fifty children um, coming on. to coming to Sunday school. So God has, as you say, we we had a certain view what we would like to see, and and some of those would be people we considered our friends. But God has just opened the door in a different direction, and and I think you're right. We have to just think long term.
0: Right, right. Now, what I was most interested about, we've talked, obviously, over the years, we've uh, Zoomed and Skyped and FaceTimed and everything else just catching up. And it struck me during the years and also in our conversations this last couple of days that there are some discipleship issues that Mm -hmm. you have in Nairobi Mm -hmm. with the adults, the the young couples, Mm -hmm. the, the single people and with the children which in one sense are very distinctively shaped by the Kenyan culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in another sense, they're very much a version of the same issues that we have here at All Saints. Mm-hmm. They're the same sorts of things that I was uh, leading people through in London. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably mm-hmm. the same issues that people have everywhere. And I would just love to hear you talk about those. So we've got the the, the children,
1: yeah.
0: we've got the, the adults, some married couples. and mm-hmm. So this is not about... Um, dishing the dirt on individuals this is about trends yeah, okay, and, yeah, yeah, and and the yeah, big yeah, picture yeah. you know yeah, that's true so yeah. where do you want to start do you want to start with the children or the adults we can
1: start with the children yeah um and they all really connect in one sense so children um we have a, a, about yeah i say on a good sunday 150 maybe or just under that normal sunday 120 130 the children from the slum those 130 none of them come from homes where their parents are together or have been properly married right. zero literally
0: um, not one there's none
1: is none, and so when when I actually um, when I I don't know that I mentioned this to you. When I ask people to pray, we one of the things we're praying long term is for at least one or two of those children to stick long enough with us, and then to properly get married. Right, that would be pa-
0: so powerful. Right. So they they're they're going to be thinking about. Um, the relationships that they're going to be developing with Sorry. members of the opposite sex, but Sorry. they're going to be thinking about it covenantally and biblically. That's right. As opposed
1: right. to, so when we began, uh, some, we did a, we did a relationship thing with, uh, I did a bit with the, uh, with the guys, Rachel did with the ladies and she asked them, well, in one of the opening sessions, you know, what are you looking for in a guy? And basically one of the girls said she would like a guy who drives a four wheel drive. That was our first criteria.
0: Because that's, that's security.
1: Current. You've come from Islam, yeah, and and and, and money, actually, yeah. I, and then I've done a general one, and I was amazed how not one of them. I just I did it anonymously. Just write two or three things you're looking for. The first time I did it, as a whole group, no one put item number one as a believer. Nobody. Nobody. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay, one person I remember, and I said, "What does this mean?" One person put a Godfearer. Okay. They just read it. But I was like, guys, you ought to be intentionally saying, I want someone who believes in Christ, right, follows right. Christ. And not, not, not in the vague sense, Not they, they say they come to church once in a while, but you can mm. see evidence in their life of a commitment to Christ. Right. So you could pray for that. You know, these, these children who, in one sense, it's not of their doing. They're really facing a world that is chaotic and unstable, and, and, and no, usually, uh, if the parents are together, they're not married. If there's any parent at all, majority are women. The Dads have just abandoned them. Hmm. So pray, pray on that we, we, it's only okay, we're Rich and I, are the oldest couple, but it'd be, <laughs> it'd be lovely to have other couples who can model what it is they should be aspiring to uh, godly spouse on both, you know, either man, women, and then people who are committed to Christ in, in word and deed um, and are wanting to walk the way of Christ in every area of their life. As opposed to just like, I'm from Islam, I want to get someone who lives in a nice neighbourhood and has got money and I'll be sorted for life, which is where where they tend to default to.
0: Right. So you've got, in one way or another, an abandonment of or just no awareness of biblical wisdom and sorry, biblical norms yeah, about yeah, yeah. Who's, who's going to be a good mum and, and wife, who's going to be a good... Uh, father to my children and a good husband that's right and so in, in a sense then the the worldly aspirations have been sucked in to they fill have that been, vacuum they have been. I and, mean
1: yeah and, and obviously uh, at one level I, I sympathize you know uh, I, I I was very privileged my parents mum and dad at home my mom was very devoted and trained us they, they've not had any of that so at, mm. a, at a human you know base level everyone wants stability and goodness and they've not had that uh, so you, you sympathize, but the, ultimately, obviously, they can't, they don't, they've not experienced it, seen it. They ought to be seeking Christ first. But they, yes. that's what we yes. were kind of trying to encourage and remind. And then, in terms of just ongoing ministry, it means we, we're having to do relationship stuff a lot. And it, it, it feels a bit painful because you're having to repeat stuff.
0: Yes, yes. You're having to repeat By How stuff. many times do I have to say this to how you? How many times do yeah. I have to
1: say this? I thought we talked about it last month. month and I've just asked you in, 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 in a hidden way. And you've still given me answers that are not. So we've got to go. It, it really feels with the children, actually, a lot of the discipleship, like parenting. Hmm. Just repeating. You know how with the children, you want them to sit nice at the table. You want them to hold the nicely. You're just having to go, it's like, guys, say please? And we're finding that at the discipleship level of you know what to look out for what to expect that
0: kind of thing it's interesting as i think about the situation we have here in in all saints we do we do have some people who are adults who have grown up in contexts where they really didn't have anything like a good christian role model so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it'd be good to talk about that in a a few minutes when you talk about the adults but just thinking about the young people and the children i think we have a slightly different version of the the danger here so uh, the young people who are in our church here at all saints and the young people who are in most of our churches in our communion the CREC, are there because they do have christian parents mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. now you know some of those christian parents would themselves say that you know they've got some regrets about mm-hmm. um, their past mm-hmm. immaturities and their failings and but they're they're here i mean their parents are in church and for the vast majority of them not all but the vast majority um, they've got both parents, mm. uh, and even if um, there has been a divorce and a remarriage, there's a loving mum and stepdad mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. step mum and a father. Yes, yes so the danger here it seems to me subtly different. It's not that our young people have never experienced the fruit of Christian covenantally oriented, faithful marriage. It's that they have experienced it and the danger is that we come to take it for granted. Mm, 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 And mm, I, I wonder if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So what in different domains of, of a young person's life, there is a danger that a young person who's grown up and has never been aware of any difficulty with providing financially might come to take for granted the fact that, well, like, if I just do high school and then I'll be able to always provide for my family. <laughs> um, a young person whose father and mother have remained faithful to each other mm. might just think, you know, that happens naturally. naturally. You know, yes. you don't have to, you've got no temptations <laughs> yeah, yeah, to resist. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a young person who's mm-hmm. um, benefited from the presence of other families and other contemporaries, friends who are Christians around them, and from elements of a broader Christian culture might just imagine that's gonna always be there. Mm -hmm. And of course, all those assumptions are wrong. Like if if you don't Mm -hmm. work really
1: hard- Exactly, exactly.
0: And either graduate high school and get some further education Mm -hmm. or graduate high school Mm -hmm. and get some vocational training, you're not gonna be able to provide for your Mm -hmm. family. if you don't work at your marriage and if you're not committed to holiness and faithfulness, mm-hmm. your parents might have stayed together, but there's no good reason to think that you will.
1: So that, that's where we are at with the adults, I think. Um, we, we don't have many couples, but those who are there who have had a Christian heritage, I can think of one where when you speak to them, they, they, they assume their marriage will stay together just like that. Okay. There's no and 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 you see kind of assumption. They they, they have aspects of not being intentional in doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know and and s- sad things in Kenya actually increasing. I, I told you about the increase of feminism where you know men. I I speaking to a couple. They have different accounts and they don't know what the other has in the account.
0: So so just just backtrack there. So we were talking about um, the rise of feminism, um, and even if it's not ideologically articulated, it's not. It's, not. It, it's um, there's a kind of let's call it um an unbiblical independent spiritedness among ladies and perhaps against a cultural background Mm -hmm. where in the past there's been an unbiblical patriarchalism so Mm -hmm. there's a reaction against one form of oppressive unbiblical relationship in a wrong direction rather than a centering on scriptural Mm -hmm. teaching so you've then got and the fruit of that is you gave the example of financial Separation. It okay, basically, yeah. just knows. And, and they don't think and...
1: they don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: It's like my money and his money. Yeah, exactly.
1: They don't think there's anything wrong with that. And you're like, wow. Like, uh, and when you start to press and say, look, if if a couple is not one even in this most central area, what, where else could things be going wrong? But they're mm. like, oh, one guy just said, oh, we'll definitely stay together. We're not. There's no question there. There's mm. just mm. an assumption. Things just. My parents are together. They it's yes, all going to be yes, fine. Yes. On the other side, we've had issues where. Um, children, people who who have come from Christian households, discover that their parents they, there was some hypocrisy somewhere, and they get very bitter or begin not would I say distrust the Christian faith. But when when we start talking about what the biblical norm is, they're just like you have no idea how. Mm, uh, how a, a it not, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting because I mean, I just, just to go back to the financial thing, it's, um I've known situations where really the issue there is it reflects a lack of trust mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. and how much they say yeah, yeah. you know we, we're going to stay together we're going to stay together mm-hmm. it's one thing to say it it's another thing to say it with your finances and there's this Indeed. there's this underlying sense of uncertainty well look if I if I give her my money mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. which is a bizarre thing to think about if you're married because you know, think yeah. of the marriage vows, right? <laughs> but there's, if, if somebody's real. thinking, it, if I give her that, and then she uh, goes off with another man and it gets split 50, 50, I'll have lost out. Mm. And so what there's this underlying lack of, lack of trust in the relationship, which then generates in the West, it will be prenups and so yeah, on, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, or at least kind of separate accounting and you think, okay, so the solution to that is not okay yeah maintain separate accounts to protect yourselves it's to address the attitude that generates the exactly. underlying lack yeah, of trust yeah. it's like yeah. do you realize what marriage is exactly, exactly, and, exactly and of course when you start talking like that uh, you pretty soon end up with a version of the conversation jesus had with his disciples where they end up replying well, well who, who, if, who, if that's the, if that's who, the deal, like, then who that can? <laughs> who, then who can get married? And yeah, yeah. Jesus, is like, yeah, not many yeah, people. Yeah, 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 not yeah, yeah. at all wanting to discourage marriage, indeed, but indeed, pointing indeed, to indeed. pointing to the immense demands that it makes on a man and a woman's character. Mm. So, here you are. You're in this interesting situation then, because on the one hand, you and I are wanting to encourage young people uh, of any age, actually to aspire to marriage and and not just to go through life with a bunch of um, either no relationships or fleeting or uncommitted relationships. But, you know, you should get married. If you think Mm. this is the lady for you, then you should get married. On the other hand, you know that for them to do that will place on them intensely high demands in terms of their maturity, their faithfulness, their Mm. integrity and trustworthiness, Mm. their conscientiousness and hard work. So it all tracks back to discipleship of people before and in the early years of their marriage, yeah, correct? Indeed,
1: indeed, indeed. So for us, that's meant. I, I touched on already repeating what the biblical view is. We want we want the word to ground and shape the people of God, and that that is when whenever the temptations or inklings to think otherwise come, that at least there is some uh, background knowledge of what God in His holy Word has written. Then secondly, for us, I think, without, without wanting to be proud or boastful, to pray that God would use us to model the things we want to see, right? Mm-hmm. You, it's, not, it's not, I don't think it's accidental. Paul is, tells Timothy, watch your life and doctrine, the two, mm-hmm. lip and life to go together. So we say what, what, what the biblical model is, and then we would seek to live it. You touched on something that's been big in Kenya, say. Um, one of the things why women want this kind of unbiblical independence is they, they've, been op- they've seen oppression of their moms, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or in in you know grandparents, or they hear how women were treated, and they want they they would tell us we want nothing to do with yeah. that. Well, the solution not to completely, ab- we we also don't want that. <laughs> we're not commenting that, but go the biblical way. And part of showing that is to model that. Say, so, you know, if again, if, in terms of disciples, if you're praying, pray for us that we would live the life that is um, that is uh, uh, honorable, pleasing for God. Including, by the way, which I've I've sometimes it's not an easy thing to pray. Including, by the way, being willing to show the people of God when things go wrong how you deal with them, hmm. confessing, you know, saying to Rachel sorry, or or owning, owning. Maybe we've said sorry privately, but something has happened and owning it publicly. Pe- people have have no no models of that. I once asked. Well, I don't know what someone were preaching on. Just as a starter, who, who, who in this this year, I think it was this past year, you're kind of somewhere like in July, has had has either said sorry to someone or had someone say sorry to them, and hardly anyone put up their mm. hand. So just saying, look, we've had a th- this has not been an easy week, but Rachel and I have worked through it, and we've had to say sorry to each other, and people are usually like, wow. Mm. Just Lord help us to in our life and doctrine to model the things that we would love to see, and we have taught others. To have in their marriages. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I think
0: in our context, we have again a slightly different shape to that. So it uh, it it may be in Christchurch and Loretto that you know there's a very small number of great marriages, like maybe one, the pastor and his wife, and and others are a small number of couples are, are struggling almost to fix their eyes on that vision at all. I think in our context we have a far larger number of people mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. and I think the challenge one way of framing it is like how are you going to pick your role models
1: oh I see yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and
0: and honestly I said this is this is the kind of thing that, that it can be unpopular to say uh, but I think it probably needs to be said sometimes um, both men and women in different ways sometimes pick unhelpful role models I'll just say it like that. So, for example, um, uh, men may be attracted to a vision of masculinity mm-hmm. that um, seems to have very decisive and clear answers and projects an image of strong leadership. And they're feeling the need to embrace that um, because our culture is so down on yeah, yeah, masculinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some... I mean, some of these are online ministries that's or right, some right. of them are, are parachurch ministries, groups outside the church that may be Christian, may not be Christian at all, mm-hmm. at least not explicitly. And some men feel attracted to that and they feel a sense of empowerment, mm. which is not altogether wrong, but it's 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 disordered in it the is, sense that it it's, is, not, it is, it's not it is. located within a, a context of mm. a church-centered vision for how men and women are supposed to work together. And I think for ladies, um, my impression is that however much men talk to each other, you know, privately or in small groups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. women talk five to 10 times as much, They do, they do. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that gives plenty of opportunity to, you know, there's a whole portfolio of, of advice out there, uh, like a sort of a buffet with every conceivable <laughs> pastoral food item on it mm-hmm. and the question is all right well how how do you encourage women to be discerning about who they're listening to without being unfairly critical of some of the advice they may be hearing mm. you know put it put it a slightly different way uh, There is a men's group chat and a ladies' group chat here at All Saints. So members of the church, the ladies chat to each other and they talk about all kinds of things. And my wife mentions some of them to me sometimes. And the men talk about, you know, there's uh, brisket on special offer at Costco, and where can I get my my truck fixed? And I need to help with that because I need the brakes on my car fixed. Anybody know anybody you can replace brake pads? pads, So anyway, so so but then sometimes it will there'll be pastoral questions. Yeah, right, and. It would be astonishing if all of the advice that was given was wise. Other groups. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just statistically. Yeah, that's right. It's extremely likely that some of that advice, though well-intentioned, and though it may work in some contexts, may not be immediately generalizable to all contexts, Mm -hmm. or may not uh may, may be misunderstood, or it might need to be nuanced, or complemented with other uh, biblical pastoral themes. In other words, it we, you can end up in this situation where we, we have an embarrassment of riches and some of the riches aren't so rich. Yeah, I see, uh, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, in the end, that comes down to a sense of biblical discernment, perhaps mm. biblical restraint, mm. um, a, a willingness to say, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To pick your source of advice more carefully. Mm. Um, and I, I, it's interesting. I don't have in mind any specific uh, people on the, the the ladies and men's group chats might think, what's Pastor Jeffrey talking about? I actually genuinely don't have in mind any specific mm-hmm. instances. Um, but it's the kind of thing that if you're a pastor long enough and you hang around with other pastors long enough, you, you, you see will, these sort of things going will, wrong. And, you will. You will um, yeah, yeah. And ba- so bad, ide- bad ideas can become viral mm. within a small community quite quickly. They can. Right. They can. Um, and, yeah, th- those...
1: So if I I can think of one small, I don't know what this word you're getting at. So we, we've, we I'm not going to say the name, but you know, you might get a broadly reformed women speaker who on many issues is okay, but they might have something slightly off or could have serious implications. And I then it gets shared on the group. Right. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And initially you had the, you know, t- two months back when the name was mentioned, you were fine. Because you, you generally thought that's fine. Then you hear some, something that's been said and the way it's being spun and they're happily sharing it with other people and you're like, oh, now I have to dial back. And mm. um, hang on, but you said it, this person is fine. Yes, uh, yes. And already it's gone.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's true of men and women. Mm. And I think uh, it's, it's also the case that we tend to, there are two other factors that tend to encourage that kind of thinking. Like the first is that if it's online, you don't really know them even when you think you do so your sources of of instruction uh teaching you're getting a curated version of who this person is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the result that you can end up with at the very best oversimplified yeah, yeah. lifestyle instruction now, the other problem is we tend to do our thinking in black and white categories so either this person is good or bad yeah, yeah. and uh got news for you mostly human beings Ah, are a mixture (laughs) and and but that if you combine those two things that you you get um you don't get the whole of a person Mm. you get Mm. elements of doctrinal or pastoral or discipleship wisdom which may be more or less wise Mm. and what people will tend to do is take all or nothing yeah it's like this is a good person oh great and And, i did and eight out of 10 things they say is well, that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. You probably heard your pastor talking about that at some point. And the other two, it's like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so as a pastor, I tell you what it feels like, and you know this yourself, what it feels like is constant firefighting. Yes. Because you're always, yes. you're always, oh my goodness, I heard what, from who? <laughs> Just, not that one, but yeah. everything,
1: yeah. everything oh. else is great.
0: But, but yeah. yeah, and so there's, now there's something valuable about so how do you fix that? I don't think there's an easy fix. I was talking about this with Larson Hicks um, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right, He's right, an elder, right. one of our CRC churches in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, right. um, there's a podcast called Red Pill Addiction. You can listen to that if you've not listened to it. But one of the things that came out of that was that the inescapable biblical case for your church's pastoral input, and it's not because it's not because your pastors might never get anything wrong, statistically. I, as a pastor, and you, as a pastor, mm-hmm. are likely to get things wrong yeah. as often as the guy whose Facebook group you're in or the lady who you're listening to the conference talks that she gave to some women's conference somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the difference is uh, you actually know your pastor. That's right. You're true. getting a far less curated yeah, version very, of that, which allows you to sift uh, wisely as a community mm-hmm. through the complexities of issues of discipleship because in the end what 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 happens in these alternative communities is it's very often like aphoristic mm, yeah, simple yeah, 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 yeah. one-liner One-liners, yeah right yeah, yeah. Um, which people which can just even if they're right as far as they go they don't go very far and they need to be nuanced whereas to, yeah. in a in a community of people whom you actually know you see the the relational lived out situational elements and you can probe and interrogate them yeah uh, with in greater detail and try and deal with you know how do i raise my two-year-old mm. how should a married couple deal with the conflicts yeah. that they keep yeah. running into
1: yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, look, uh, let me tell you you're not going to do th- those things well by referring to uh, but, a one-liner but, but, yeah or a, somewhere yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. even the best of books yeah, yeah. tend to introduce That's right. Um, sure. visions for life and doctrinal frameworks that need to be worked on as they're lived out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I realize there's a lot of stuff on, there. So for us,
1: I think, I, and, and I, it's been wonderful, actually, in, in terms of, um, okay, so, so how is, how is Christchurch Russia different? We, um, have children for the whole service. We don't, we don't do even, mm-hmm. even a, a more historic denominations like Anglicans in Nairobi, you, you go to the cathedral, immediately you get in, there's a children's church and there is a youth church, so people get split up. So we right. have everyone together. We have children communing. We have um, uh, the Lord's Supper every week. And then the one that has been one of the hottest issues is only those who are elders or trained to be elders lead the service. So mm-hmm. if, if that means only men. And at the beginning, and even till now, there's still a bit of pushback, but wonderfully, just picking up on your point, mm. There's something about them seeing, like Rachel and myself, we've had comments about, oh, it doesn't just mean, in kan culture, it meant the man basically, everything revolves around him. He's mm-hmm. like the center of the universe and doesn't have to exert any effort, especially if they have any kind of money or wealth. Zero effort on his part. I've paid for the house. I've paid for the kids. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm like, like a I'm an ATM and that's it. Rather than being involved and and giving and making decisions and speaking up when you need to um and and we've had one or two comments like oh so that's what it looks like you know Rachel can say something I suggest something and it's not just a done deal. what about this and I listen and and when those things happen in public people are usually taken aback that's what it looks like yes as opposed to what we had assumed it looks Mm. like
0: so that strikes me as is fascinating on a couple of levels because firstly it speaks to the function of liturgical leadership and liturgy generally um And the second thing I'll come to in a second is uh, it speaks to how uh, a husband leading his wife can function alongside a a high level of mutual engagement and discussion. So maybe come to that in a second. But I want to say a point about the liturgical thing because I think this is more self contained. Um, The general principle liturgy imitates and provides a model for life. So this is certainly true in terms of the structure of our liturgy. The structure of the liturgy is gospel-shaped. God calls us into his presence. We confess our sins. We're shaped by the word. We commune with him. We're blessed and sent out into the world. That's Mm -hmm. the shape of our service and actually all historic um, orders of worship that anybody's ever written down and thought about. Um, But also the individual elements and who leads them. So the reason I wear a white robe on... The Lord's Day and not now, is because on the Lord's Day in worship, I'm taking upon a significant aspect of my role to speak in the name of Christ liturgically, and it it kind of matters that I do it exactly. Um, exactly and what that speaks to then is your point about how Christ Church in Loretto uh, views the place of leaders in worship. These should be those whom God has given the calling to Mm. Mm. lead the church, which means elders, perhaps trainee elders and the pastor Mm. yourself. Mm. Mm. And you can then reverse engineer that because you you can then ask yourself, okay, if I'm in this church, wherever your church is, okay, who am I being taught to imitate? Mm. You're being taught to imitate the people who are leading you in worship. So look at your church, take a look at your church and you've got to either decide um okay my goodness that is who I'm being taught to to, imitate and you know you've got the worst case scenario which is part of my background from 25 years ago is you know you've got the kids in the 12 to 14 year old youth group doing drama sketches during what should be a worship service it's going back quite a long time (laughs) Uh, before I was a pastor I hasten to add Uh, you know you're being taught to imitate a kind of childish attitudes to life which is exactly what the adults in the church then end up like or men and women leading indiscriminately in worship with no awareness of the effects of that the effects of that are actually to model a certain kind of leadership so if you're in a church like that i want to say okay that should it shouldn't prompt hasty action it should prompt thoughtful consideration Mm. about what am i being encouraged to think here The flip side is if you're in a church where you already have good reason to trust that it's broadly speaking being led in the right way, you are also being told and taught whom you should be taking lessons from. Yeah, that's right. The the, the leaders of the church have have thought through and decided very carefully who should lead lead you before the throne of the living God. You might like to think, are they the people who I should be trying to model myself on Monday through Saturday as well? because that's just how liturgy is supposed it, indeed, to work.
1: indeed absolutely I agree. Um yeah. and and as you say we people people start noticing who's at the front and wanting to in some way emulate or live yes, a bit yes, like them. Yes. And then you, That's healthy. Yeah, you want that. Yes, you, that you, healthy. you want to be intentional with that. Yes, so yes. we've had comments why and I I'm glad people are noticing you know what, why <laughs> Why is it not all the men? who If it's men, then why is it not all the men? Well, because because you need to be care. The, the yeah. list in one Timothy and Titus is not just anybody. Yeah, not all the
0: men are. Yeah, absolutely exemplary, no, and, no, and they no, could no, be no. they could be good guys, yeah. like great guys, the kind of guys that you'd um uh um, are grown up, mm-hmm. mature, wise, thoughtful Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet there is something that is extremely weighty. Yeah. that is a responsibility of those who have uppercase or lowercase l leadership roles in the church and um, that, that's not supposed to be a sort of elitism and not a theological or pastoral elitism no, no. it's simply to try and take seriously as the bible does that leading in worship is a big deal who you follow in life is, is a big, big deal, deal, right? Yeah, and it's, those it's, two things are not unrelated. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Right? They're the point. not, anybody who thinks that mm-hmm. what we do in worship is unrelated to what we do in life needs to think again. Exactly. And so the inescapable conclusion is that there is guidance there about who you should be following. Right. And you don't get that from non-ecclesial sources of mm-hmm. pastoral guidance, mm-hmm. however valuable they are. And many of them are potentially valuable, but yeah. you're not getting the same thing. Yeah. Um, I want to pick up what you said about... Um, the relationship that you and rachel have I, i've i've described um uh mrs chellishaw rachel chellishaw um, who i hope she won't mind my doing this in front of everybody <laughs> but she she was raised um, by missionary parents indeed uh madagascar they so, were so latterly
1: in. madagascar it, she was actually born in south africa but the mm-hmm. folks also worked in Rachel's dad is a surgeon, doctor, a surgeon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then, then Gabon for a little while, though there was issues there with the country. Then, for the last twenty years, before they retired in Madagascar.
0: Right, right. So, um, she's seen a lot. She has. She's tough as nails. She's uh, extremely calm, very, very wise powerful. and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. She's she's about the least reactionary person Indeed. you could you could meet. And so, it's fascinating to hear you describe uh, how you relate to her. So again, a bit of context here. Um, American reformed evangelicals are um, walking a road of rediscovering biblical masculinity. And it turns out it's a pretty bumpy road. And there are some there are some turnings that lead down blind alleys and off cliffs. Right? Uh, So you need to be careful, (laughs) right? Because because like, we're, we're a post feminist Society. So we, we've we've now tried feminism for long enough to see the catastrophes it produces Indeed. in everything from um, women's mental health and the mm, workplace mm. to um, the the uh, the effects of the, the family tension produced by a sort of uh, two career, two income aspiration. The effects of that on the children, and increased divorce rates, and so on. The the, the denigration of marriage, the delaying of marriage, Indeed. the the um, the downgrading of childbearing and childrearing as a as a high calling so we've we've tried that experiment and people are not we but our society is becoming it. aware of and, and and even mainstream secular society is mm-hmm. becoming aware of it so now the church um which was in fairness ahead of the curve you know we the church has been saying this is a mistake for a while but now there are more and more and more, and more people who are ready to accept the church's message that we need to find another way of doing this Um, So the things that the church has been saying over the years are getting a much more receptive audience among men who want to be godly, mature, strong, faithful, Christian men, husbands, fathers, and so on. But whenever you've got such a large community of people doing things like that, and whenever you've got such a disparate set of sources of guidance, Mm. some of which, frankly, the financial incentives and the monetization systems the business model is is an online one which incentivizes a certain mode of engagement you're going to have a distribution of outcomes right and some of the outcomes are frankly um baptized misogyny um and the the kind of patriarchalism which is not biblical patriarchalism patriarchy means father rule obviously fathers are to lowercase r rule in their homes they're the ones who take responsibility for leading their families But there's a way of doing that, which is domineering, Indeed. and which fails to uh, hear and respond appropriately to the reality that God has placed wisdom elsewhere than inside your head, sir. <laughs> so, 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 so you and Rachel—I uh... mean, you're telling me offline—I'm going to embarrass you now. Um, you know, the, one of the people in your church, when you when you asked, you know, who his role models were, the only person he could think of as a family role model were what is you and rachel Mm -hmm. and you'd expect him you'd expected him to say oh my uncle or my father and it was like none of them said that they couldn't think of anybody if they could think of anybody it was you Mm -hmm. and i know you well enough to have seen you and rachel and to come to admire you both so can you talk through how you how your relationship looks when you're clearly your wife is respectful towards you she loves you she's ready to follow you she's ready to submit to you but how does that look in the day-to-day and in practice
1: so the the best example i can give is that whenever we've had uh interactions with with the public with other people and their discussions i and i want to be on i want to confess it's not it has not it has not always been thus or i've not always excelled in this but i want to your
0: aspirations
1: yeah, yeah to listen to rachel and to express, uh, oh, not not pretend or for humility, but genuinely when it's an an insight I hadn't either considered, or mm. the the idea Rachel's got, you know, excellent ideas and excellent things, and I'm like, goodness, that we should go that way, and to mean that when people can see it, and then to follow through and do it, mm. okay, mm. so that so they're like, oh, it's it wasn't just you know we know Kip was leading, but honestly that 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 interaction there is is good, and then. The, the one I've I've sensed there's a lot of not resistance but people are like wow is that really possible is this idea of saying sorry to each other mm-hmm. um is this That's idea of owning something earning owning something where you either were wrong or uh, you you tried something it hasn't worked or you were absolutely certain that this is the way we should go and Rachel had said something different and it didn't work just pe- people are usually thrown by that again I'm not I'm not at, at excellent at it. I think it's a it's a thing I'm learning to get better at. But just to try and model to the congregation, you know what? As you just put it, we we don't actually realize it. You're not you're not the gold standard for wisdom, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? And that means there are times you will have to own up and say, guys, you know, actually, two months ago, Rachel had said we do this, and I said no, and I've had to say sorry. And now we're actually going to take that path. Right, right, right. Um, so just trying to, not forcing it, not looking for it, but when it's obvious. Don't, don't, don't cover it up. Just yeah, earn, yeah, it.
0: Yeah. earn it, Own um, it. So I, I find it. myself thinking there is a, there's an element of this where uh, that, that it goes back to these oversimplifications again, the pastoral oversimplifications. So you've got the man and the woman, they're married, husband and wife. If they disagree, the man has the casting vote. Okay. It's like, okay, that's just such a grotesque oversimplification of how a relationship should work. Mm. And it actually allows the man to be weak because it means the man doesn't have to actually think anymore. And engage. And engage. And engage. and, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. listen and persuade his perhaps quite articulate and more intelligent than him wife. Mm-hmm. It, it, it requires more courage, more uh, manliness, yeah. more glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. Indeed, indeed. indeed. All of those things indeed, to... Indeed. to stop and listen to the concerns of your wife as she's expressed them Mm. and then to talk back with her in such a way that she realizes that you share those concerns to the degree that they are her concerns and she's your wife and that you've taken them into account because what ought to be the case is that we've all got all these different concerns and perhaps we weight them differently Mm. so Mm -hmm. um you know, I I feel these things more keenly, but I recognize that Nicole feels these things more keenly. And I'm thinking, okay, how do I take into account her strength of feeling? It's not just by doing what she wants. That's as much of a cop-out as saying, I'll do what I want, (laughs) but it's to talk and to listen and then to navigate the actual conversation that's involved to the point where Nicole realizes let's suppose we're going to take a, course of action in some practical thing you know should we should we spend quite a lot of money for us all to go home to england this christmas okay this is a practical thing indeed now we're in the same place on that but let's suppose we're in a different place the reason we're in a different place is because we've got all these motives and we're weighting them Mm, differently exactly and i've got to get to a point where i can express to her what we should do in a way that Reassures her that I have taken into account what Absolutely. she feels. Absolutely, um, I can, I can, yeah. And if she's wrong, yeah. or if I think she's wrong, I need to find a way of saying so, which is sensitive. It is, which is and yeah. um, and doesn't, and not just boorish and domineering mm-hmm. and dismissive. Yeah. And my concern, one of my concerns about some aspects of the the teachings that some guys are swallowing, is that it actually makes them less manly. It does. It makes them less able to be great husbands. Completely.
1: You're not, you're, not right. engaging, yeah. you're not engaging, you're not you, you the key point, you're not spending time with her just to understand it and understand where she's at and understand mm. her, well, why that intensity uh, and can I kind of inhabit that space and then be yes. able to respond yes. to it. One thing you could pray for us just on that while mm. well, I still think about it. Uh, currently, because of venue issues, a lot of stuff is happening in the home and it's not happened recently, but towards, uh, towards the, was it before Easter? It, it was really getting quite tiring, even disrupting schooling. Now, in Kenyan culture, <laughs> it is rude not to, especially for a pastor, not to just have people, if people come, not to host them. But it was really beginning to take a toll on the family and Rachel and so on. And ah, I, I feel the pressure because sometimes, okay, people, the the comments you might hear, whispers, are like, Kip is doing that. Pastor Kip is doing that because he's married to a white lady. Okay. Right. And he s- went let us into his home. This because, is it. And so you start right. feeling, no, I, I need to be known amongst the Kenyans as I need to be known in this culture as hot like everyone else so that's been a thing we've struggled with I I Mm. want to ask prayer for and like now for Sundays I've got to the point where courage and actually trying to be sensitive to where I just say guys you you guys need to go home you know you you have to go home because (laughs) uh, you know it's three (laughs) o'clock in the afternoon we've been hosting you from eight o'clock it's our home I can see my office needs a bit of time and and just owning that Without, and, and, and siding with Rachel and the kids over perceptions and impressions that people will have. Right, right. Uh, I think that is leadership. I, I'm, I'm going to be the buffer. I don't mind what the culture is telling us. I want these guys behind me, Rachel and the kids, to know that I'm for them. Yes. Um, and that's what leadership. I'll take the hit in that way. Yeah,
0: so I think that's a fascinating example. It's much better than my example, which was very easy for us to work No, out. no, it's okay. because I'm praying.
1: Great. It's an issue I'm praying yeah, about. Yeah, well,
0: got, you keep people us prayer requests, so people will be <laughs> so, making notes of so this. I, mental uh, yeah. notes. But but just to just to just to clarify what I think is so helpful about that, you've got a, a genuine issue of where where you you both in a sense want to do the same thing. We both want to have a family which is doing the best we can of nurturing and nourishing ourselves as a family before the Lord and also serving our church community. Mm. And it's just that you feel, you and Rachel feel different pressures to different degrees. She's feeling the uh, emotional exhaustion and the impingement on the children's schooling, which is more her responsibility. You're feeling, yeah, but I don't want us to be discredited Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the very people we're trying to serve because of their cultural assumptions well are those cultural assumptions valid well, to a certain extent so how do you how do you navigate that and and it will be so easy for you just to say submit woman yes um, and and especially cuz you could dress it up with stuff about sacrificing for the this gospel this is the thing
1: this is the thing i listened to a sermon i was reading through the gospel and jesus you know in mark 1 where at the end of the day uh after healing peter's uh, mother-in-law and the people come to the house and he heals everyone you're like maybe we you know rich we that would be the temptation yeah
0: yeah (laughs) come on and (laughs) and you can dress it up as you know this is sacrifice for the gospel and it's what we came out to before and um and so your wife then ends up because precisely because she wants to be humble and submissive towards you as as a godly wife she ends up just in an emotional mess and frustrated and confused yes, yes, yes. and more alienated from you because you've shown leadership. Yeah. It's like, that's not, that's look, not, whereas, that's not. Whereas for you to say, look, let's, let me work through this so that I feel as keenly as you exactly. do that's, the things that you feel. That's it. That's and it. then you'll know that I do that. Yeah. Um, so it requires this relational, um, openness and
1: transparency to each other. And remarkably, I, I've seen in small, it's been wonderful, actually beautiful. There's been a ways ways in which you do that and and I think this is something couples could husbands you here. How the wives tend to then I don't know, God gives the ability to do more than you actually expected in other areas. Mm-hmm. They they see the, they see the commitment and willingness to go we're together on this we're one well I'm, i don't want to fight you we're, we're i i see you you've been giving from eight o'clock in the morning sometimes before yeah. And then yeah late last night until it's three o'clock and i want to recognize that and i want to feel that and then mm. in other areas they're willing to then give and even the kids see okay sacrifice is model like this giving is model like this that empowers us and enables us to give mm. in other ways more and and it's been beautiful i've seen rachel kind of Get, get strength in, in other ways when they see that you really want to listen and stand with them mm. encourages them
0: Kip, yep, i'm very grateful to you you've really helped us open up some topics which i think um just to skip sketch back over them whether it's teenagers mm. aspiring to be um marriage material maybe we didn't talk enough about that i should say a word about that in a second or or the um or the issues in relationships between men and women it's mm. fascinating mm. to me how mm. You, you're you seeing a Kenyan version of precisely the same human um, growing pains. Indeed. Like, and, and all of us are just growing towards greater maturity in Christ. And uh, it's tremendously illuminating to me mm-hmm. to see these same things. Just that theme I, I didn't pick up, one of the points um, that emerges from this, uh, the situation you've got with a hundred and something- children, Children. Mm-hmm. To, to instill in them a sense that we should be doing the same with our young people and children. Your goal should be to be striving to be the most godly, mature, um, capable of providing, capable of serving your husband or wife you can possibly be. So that you're basically becoming great Christian marriage material, right? Yeah, basically, yeah, 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 I mean, let's yeah, yeah. let's oversimplify it to the, yeah, yeah. to a, a degree of D- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Become great Christian marriage material with all that implies, mm-hmm. not a shrunk down version of masculinity, yes, not a shrunk down version of femininity, where, and, and in both cases, yeah, yeah. You, you'd be missing off the things that are harder for you to do personally, but seeking to become the the, the rounded mature man or woman and as you're doing so you will be inculcating the desire to find the godly man exactly or the godly woman yeah it
1: feeds it feeds it, you, your, your
0: own aspirations for yourself start it does. to feed it does. It the does. It does. It does. aspirations
1: that you are looking for it does. in a, a husband or wife it does we we we, we, we do a simple thing uh, and I've even done it with older people, and they really get upset. I, I, I was at a party with some with some with all my dad's friends, and I said, "We're going to do the food um, time for food. We're going to do the food this way." And I said, "We're going to have the ladies first, um, and especially those who, who my mom's age and older. Then those who are nursing mothers, and then um, then after that the men. And the men got really upset. Uh, the men got really hmm. upset. Uh, one of my dad's friends You do not 'You don't, you don't in Kenyan culture, you don't let, you don't let.'" all the older guys men go la- second or third they have to go first i well uh, they, i want to model the way in which uh mm. men give yeah laid <laughs> down for others ruth and, chapter
0: two it, gave to her bread and wine this is it
1: yeah. and then and then for the young guys whenever we have any food stuff you guys helped us have an easter feast i, I say to them is it you young men you you, you young men i say, she go last.
0: Mm-hmm. and the
1: other day a lady said to me uh, a lady said to me uh we we were, we were having a Saturday. Then we came to lunch, and the, the, the men actually did that. And one of them said, "Kip, you you're training these men well." So she's she's obviously I don't know she probably not noticed it, but now she's like, "Wow, we're being we're being served And then you want to look for that. As you look for someone, yeah. You, you so see, she's
0: not going to marry some guy who's boorish and this insists is on being she's first. Like, yeah. Oh,
1: you, you. I can see you've trained these guys. And she was saying it yeah, jokingly because yeah. they're like, ladies. No, you go first. or we'll serve you. I'm like, great. That now she's she's now attuned to that. She's yeah. attuned to oh.
0: So she's they, she's not going to accept the advances of a man who's got a big four wheel drive.
1: Yeah. So it's like oh, if he's not they're, godly, they're, they're well. serving and they, they know what they want to an extent, but they can also serve. This is good. Yeah. So it it plays, it runs both ways.
0: Great. Yeah. Kip, thank you for joining us. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you found this helpful. I found it, as you can probably tell from my reactions in this conversation, Mm -hmm. tremendously illuminating. Uh, It is fascinating to me how you're in Nairobi, we're in Fort Worth. You may be listening to this in Fort Worth or possibly Nairobi, but quite likely somewhere else. And I suspect the very same issues are relevant to you. If you found it helpful, God be praised. If you know other people who find it helpful, please like, share, do whatever you like, subscribe Mm -hmm. to the podcast and pass on the good news Um, but kip it's been a pleasure having you here thank you for joining us and those of you guys listening lord bless you bye for now